Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Pure Bracket Wisdom is brought to you by Pure Hoops Media. Here's the man who runs all the numbers and cracks the codes for bracket success, Ed Feng. You want to win your March Madness pool. And based on a previous episode, you know that it's best to get into a small pool. Something like 10 people. However, you often don't have much control over pool size. It's much easier to answer a friend's email than to go searching for a small pool. So what do you do for a bigger pool? Like 50 people? This is where strategy comes into play. And it's counterintuitive because you will not pick the favorite as champion. Let me show you why. Welcome to another episode of the Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast. My name is Ed Fang, your host and founder of ThePowerRank.com. And to understand how to win intermediate-sized pools, you need to think contrarian. And this means not picking the favorite as the tournament champion in your bracket. To explain why, let's go back to 2010. Kansas entered the tournament as the clear favorite. They had the Morris Twins, Marcus, and Markeef, and they had only lost twice before the tournament started. The numbers also liked Kansas. When I went back and looked at that tournament, they had a 31% win probability by my numbers. However, this wasn't a well-kept secret that they were the favorite. On ESPN, they publish data on the bracket picking of millions of people who submit brackets to the site. Almost 42% of brackets submitted to ESPN had Kansas as champion. If the public were a perfect predictor of college basketball, the fraction of brackets that picked Kansas would be closer to 31, because that was closer to their true odds of winning the tournament. However, the rate was much higher which means that other teams were getting overlooked by the public. In this case, the team that was getting overlooked was Duke. The Blue Devils went into this tournament flying under the radar. They had lost five games before the tournament started, including a befuddling 14-point loss to a North Carolina State team that ended 20-16 and for the season. However, the numbers liked Duke. My numbers gave them a 21% chance to win the tournament. In contrast, only 6.5% of brackets picked them. There was a big contrast between the fraction of the public that picked them as champion and their actual odds to win the tournament. And you can exploit this gap to win intermediate-sized pools. To show this, we first need to talk about two different types of brackets. First, there's the favorites bracket. You pick the higher-ranked team by my numbers in each game, and you get Kansas as champion. Second, there's the contrarian bracket. Duke and Kansas are on opposite sides of the bracket. So what you do in this case is that you pick the higher-ranked team to win in every single game except the championship game. There, in the contrarian bracket, you pick Duke, the underdog, over Kansas to win the tournament. Now, the favorites bracket with Kansas as champion is still your best bet to win a small pool. I run simulations on this, and if you have a pool with 10 people, this favorites bracket is going to give you a 38% probability to win your pool. The contrarian bracket with Duke as champion gives you a 30% chance to win your pool. But this pool win probability flips for larger pools. 
For a 50-person pool, the favorites bracket has a 10% win probability. But the contrarian bracket with Duke as champion has a 15% win probability. The contrarian strategy becomes better and increases your odds of winning over a pool size of about 20. That's the crossover range. In the actual tournament, Kansas ran into a roadblock in the round of 32. They met a scrappy northern Iowa team, and they were down late in the game. Then, Ali Farouk Manesh, still one of college basketball's greatest names, hit a three-pointer that sealed the upset. Duke made it to the Final Four, and they found none of the other favorites there. Still, they had to face an upstart Butler team in the championship game. They were up one late in the game, with big man Brian Zubik at the line. He hits the first foul shot, but he misses the second. Butler's Gordon Hayward scoops up the rebound, and he dribbles to half court. He launches a shot. If it goes in, it becomes one of the greatest upsets in all of sports. Instead, the shot bounces off the backboard, off the rim, and harmlessly to the floor. Duke wins the tournament that year, and you probably won your pool if you made Duke the contrarian choice. So here's the contrarian strategy in a nutshell. Find a team that has a good win probability, but that the public is overlooking as champion. If this contrarian choice, like Duke in 2010, actually wins the tournament, not many other people in your pool will have that choice. So there'll be very few people that will have the 32 points for picking the champion. Then, your strong choices by analytics in the earlier rounds should put you ahead of all these people and help you win your pool. And given this contrarian idea, this idea that you're picking teams that the public is not picking, it's probably not surprising that Duke often ends up being the contrarian choice. Maybe it's their arrogance, maybe it's Coach K's voice, but Duke was the contrarian champion again in 2015. Remember, this was the year that Kentucky came into the tournament as the prohibitive favorite. They were undefeated coming into the tournament, which is a very uncommon achievement in this age of college basketball. But Duke had a lot of talent that year. They would put three of their players in the first round of the next NBA draft. Kentucky and Duke both made the Final Four, but Kentucky got knocked off by Wisconsin. Then Duke met Wisconsin in the championship game. And it looked like they might not win. They were down by as many as nine points in the second half of that game. But a skinny little freshman named Grayson Allen came off the bench and propelled Duke to win that game. 2015 was the first year that I published my book, How to Win Your NCAA Tournament Pool. This is my manifesto about how to use analytics and strategy to win your pool, and has been the basis for some of the episodes in Pure Bracket Wisdom, this podcast. Ryan Peters of Omaha, Nebraska, picked up that first edition of the book. This was his experience with the book and his pools that year. I've filled out brackets for years. It's one of my most favorite sporting events on the calendar, and I love being in pools, and uh, I love winning them even more. And, uh, you know, I've tried all of the different uh, tricks over the years, you know, trying to, to find the uh, the trendy 12 over 5 upset pick and, you know, trying to go with Ken Palm's ratings or what the uh, bookies have got, what the lines are in Vegas, trying to go with, uh, with the chalk and, the, and the, uh, the heavy favorites. And inevitably, once in a while, I, you know, I'd get close, but, I was like, all right, I need something that's going to uh, kind of push me over the top, and, and your book was, was fantastic. Ryan Peters used the advice of my book, and he ended up winning two pools that year in 2015. Duke was the contrarian choice again in 2018. Grayson Allen was now a senior, 
wheeled down by years of media scrutiny over his inability not to trip opponents. And there was a new crop of freshmen, Marvin Bagley, Wendell Carter, and Gary Trent. But as sometimes happens in this one-and-done age, Duke didn't excel during the regular season. They lost seven games, and Villanova was a favorite by the numbers. Remember, this is 2018, last year. But the numbers did suggest Duke as the contrarian choice as champion. Duke made it all the way to the Elite Eight. The two-seed Duke was favored by three points in the betting markets over the one-seed Kansas. However, Duke didn't win that game, and Kansas moved on to the Final Four. I don't want you to think that the contrarian strategy is going to work all the time. It won't. But the contrarian strategy will increase your odds to win an intermediate-sized pool. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast. My name is Ed Fang, your host and founder of ThePowerRank.com. If you want more information on contrarian strategies, you can go one of two ways. First, you can check out my book, How to Win Your NCAA Tournament Pool. It's my manifesto about how to use analytics and strategy to maximize your odds of winning. You can read it on Amazon Kindle for less than the price of a latte. To check it out, go to winpoolbook.com. Once again, that's winpoolbook.com. I like to offer the book option because I hate it when people make me try to buy their high-end product. But I do have a high-end product in which I apply all the bracket advice for you. You get the results of my best numbers and also write-ups on all the teams that could potentially win the tournament. To check out my full bracket advice, go to thepowerrank.net. This is a URL that will take you to a page on my site where you can check out my full bracket advice. Once again, that's thepowerrank.net. The Pure Bracket Wisdom Podcast is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. There are three other shows that you definitely want to check out. The Mike Wise Show appears on Mondays. Journalist and storyteller Mike Wise interviews the biggest influencers in basketball. Catch and Shoot appears on Wednesdays. Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov, two of the sharpest basketball minds, tackle the biggest stories and chat with the most interesting people. The Pure Hoops podcast appears on Friday. Join three-time NBA champion BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman for the insider perspective. 